I kind of feel like it's like that fishing cliche where like they're like, well, bad day of fishing still a better day than working or something like that. Yeah, a bad day at the tracks better than better than a good day at work. Yeah, I always felt that people that said that don't really win a whole lot. Hey, everybody. Uh, This is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex here for the Hobbytown Hobbyplex Show podcast. Sponsored to you, as always, by uh, Pivot Lending Group. With me, as always, Will (laughs) Brinton. And he's building his differentials in his uh, brand new B6, B74.1. Yeah. Yeah. Which I still haven't gotten yet for the summer series. We haven't gotten our two off off back order from Team Associated. So if I don't get them by tomorrow, I'm probably going to end up making a phone call. Yeah. Although, well, no, yeah, we got stuff today. I was going to say today's Columbus Day, but I don't think FedEx and UPS give a crap that it's Columbus Day. So they delivered stuff today. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because this showed up today. Oh, did it today? Yeah. It was, well, not my car, but my parts did. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah I was like, oh, hopefully it shows up. It's Columbus Day, but oh, okay, cool. Only, only the post office. This came to USPS. It did? Yeah. Priority. Cause I went to go, uh, so I, I sold like a motor on eBay and I went to go mail it today and the post office was closed and I'm like, Oh, hmm. so I got to do it tomorrow. Maybe they're, they're still doing some priority deliveries. Maybe yeah. they're like, this is Will Brinton's B74.1 upgrade parts or extra parts. Weird. So we gotta get them going. Oh, well. I think Columbus day has lost its, uh, lost its, uh, um, Oh, you bet. What's the yeah. word? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it should be, damn it, it should be show, Indigenous but... People's Day. Damn it. Yeah. Which would be fine with me as long as we get, uh, if I worked at a bank, as long as I got the day off, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Did you see that South Park episode where um, Cartman was like mad that they didn't cancel school for Columbus Day? <laughs> no, I've never seen that <laughs> That's one. That's so think. funny. I probably have. I've seen a lot of them. You would recognize it, I'm sure. Yeah, there was a bunch of memes and stuff on uh, Instagram today about that from the South Park. I'm on. I follow South Park on Instagram, so they're always posting stuff. I have an in- Instagram, but I never instantly gram stuff. Oh, like well, see, I'm see the Hobbyplex. The Hobbyplex's Instagram is linked to the Hobbyplex's Facebook page, so anything that I post on Facebook gets put on Instagram and vice versa. And then I kind of do the same thing. If I, it kind of depends. Okay, okay. For instance, so. Really quick before I talk about our sponsor, I walked in yesterday after I got back from the crawling thing, which we'll talk about if you want to talk about it here in a little bit. Gretchen had a whole bunch of old pic of like actual physical pictures like laid out on her couch, right? Mm-hmm. And she started going through them. I think because she was she got this um, hair up her butt to change all of our pictures hanging up in our house, yeah. and so uh, she was trying to find a picture of my mom and a picture of my dad. And the only way that you're going to find pictures of those two is if we go over to my stepdad's house and raid his picture books, which used to be our picture books, right? And then, oh, no, 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 never mind. That's where she got them from. We have all those pictures books. We, we grabbed them a while ago and they're over at our house mm-hmm. now that I think about it. Yeah. But I think they're buried downstairs or something like that. Anyways, okay, so she had all these pictures out and then she said, look at this one. And she showed me a picture that she found of her when she was 25 when I met her. 
And mm-hmm. she's like, I used to rock this shirt. And it's this like bedazzled, sparkly shirt with kind of like a like a loose neckline. And my wife, Gretchen, she used to love showing off her back because um not saying that she's not toned now, okay? We're not going to that area. But when I met her, she was a CNA and she would she was strong, man. She could like like lift full grown adults out of beds and stuff, you know, to change the beds and clean them up or whatever they need to do. So she was like, she had like a six pack and like muscles and all that. And so she loved wearing shirts without backs. And so she's like, look mm-hmm. at this shirt. And I'm like, I'm totally going to take that and post that to uh, Instagram. But I didn't link it to my Facebook account because uh, on Instagram, I have like maybe 30 followers, you know, but on Facebook, because of the, how the RC world works, I'm friends with like 1200 people, maybe a couple hundred of which I've actually met in person. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't put that picture out. I didn't link it on that one, but, uh, yeah, it's a nice picture. That was Gretchen's short hair phase, really short hair phase. She had like a pixie cut, like a semi pixie cut for a little while. Too. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I'm off on a tangent. Hey, you know what we should talk about? We should, yeah. uh, we should mention that this show is sponsored to you by Pivot Lending Group. Again, you can look them up at pivotlendinggroup.com. And if you uh, mention this show when you call to talk about a, a refinance or a home loan and you get hold of uh, Aiden Olson's dad, you get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your rate. Wow, what a deal. Yeah, how about that? We looked up how much our house, how much the internet thinks our house is worth today too. Uh, or no, last, last night. Uh, quite a bit. And that makes me happy because... My parents were pretty crappy with money. That means that I'm pretty crappy with money and I'm fairly sure my sister's pretty crappy with money. But so like the whole family's fairly crappy with money. My wife is not crappy with money. And, uh, if everything goes fine, then when we sell our house after Emerson's gone, then maybe things finally will be good for us. That'll be nice. Yeah. Good is nice. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So you didn't race this weekend. Nope. What were you doing this weekend? Um, my buddy, Mikey, uh, bought a B6.2. Right. From the Plex. Yeah. He went all in, all in, as you would say on, uh, stuff to race electric 10 scale. Um, he bought like a M17 and he said, he was just going to go up there and ask for whatever Will has. Yeah. You gave him a list <laughs> with a bunch of stuff we don't have. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I was like, this is a servo I use. I really like it. And then, like, he got the Reedy 510R speed control that I use. He asked me what motor to get. I was like, dude, honestly, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would just get whatever they have up there. I said, I think they have some motor- motors, and those have been really, really stout. And uh, Kyle's sponsored by them locally, so I was like, support them. Yeah. And uh, so he got one of their motors. And then... Um, We'll see. Good. I think he got some ProTech stuff, and uh, but yeah, he would. All, I don't know how much he spent, and he's like, "So, how do tire warmers work?" Yeah, you don't want to know how much he spent. He wants to get tire warmers. He's gonna get tire warmers now. Oh, really? I we're, we're gonna have to start. We're gonna have to start trying to carry those. Yeah, I would. Uh, Mikey used to race sprint cars, so this right. is cheap. Yeah, <laughs> you got a ProTech servo. I think I think a ProTech battery, and then an M17, and he, he got the motive motor. And then the B6 and um, the right tires. He got the uh, the big dual charger that goes fast. That's similar to the mm-hmm. Reedy one, but just it's actually faster. 
what else do we so all the all the stuff basically we got all the stuff so there there's one more racer through that yeah. list well and um i i just worked so much all week i was going in at six and then leaving at six or seven like i just needed a day yeah honestly i didn't get out of bed till 11 i, I mean don't think i was expecting this weekend somewhat of a hangover yeah nope <laughs> <laughs> me too everybody was like all in yeah <laughs> friday night was really good we had uh like 30 something entries we had 27 plex peckers I, there were some people there that i hadn't seen in a while because of the covid thing and uh lots and lots of kids that's exactly what family friday is supposed to be so friday night had that vibe to it again mm-hmm. we have five straight weeks in a row of that my buddy tommy was there tj was there they raced uh there was another car that raced in buggy so they had like a like a mixed bag buggy class. And I told him that this Friday coming up, I think Emerson and I will, will, will probably race Friday night. Yeah. I was, I was planning on coming up on Friday, I think. And I might race Saturday too. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This weekend was weird too, because I still quite wasn't scheduled to build the track the carpet track on Friday. So normally the way it works is I get put down on the schedule or just as track, right. Which is kind of an open ended time. And then there's another time on there that says like four to eight. So I'm, I build the track, try to get it all done by four o'clock. And then I go upstairs and I work in the store till eight o'clock. And then I got to come back down, finish off anything I need to finish. And then of course I'm the one with the key. So I got to stay there until races are all the way over anyways. And, uh, this last Friday hadn't been scheduled like that yet. So, um, I couldn't, when we were busy, so I couldn't just bail and go down there and build the track. So I ended up building most of the track after we closed at eight o'clock. So I didn't really get out of there till midnight. Yeah. I did have a little bit of help to move the jumps, which is great. That's always good. I also didn't want to go too crazy. This is the first carpet track of the, of the year. And we also heard that we were going to have a mini T class, right? So I didn't want to build these big gappy jumps. So I kind of went a little soft. I thought on the layout, I didn't even use the risers. We had no elevation change for this one. And the track was fun. It was really good. And then I was like, like five minutes late opening up the door. And on most, most previous Saturday mornings, there might be one or two people there at nine o'clock. So I didn't, I didn't really think anything of it. I was, I was trying to hurry as cause it, it was a really Casey's fault. Casey's was out of kickstart. And so I had to have to go in the back and look and they found some. So I was a little bit later than normal. I go back there and I open up the door and there's like 20 people waiting to come in. That's how I knew we were wow. going to have a good day. How early? 9 a.m. Wow. We had 89 entries altogether on Saturday carpet. That's pretty awesome. Round one. And there was people there. I mean, there, there, there was, I, there's people missing. Like people that I know will race carpet this year that weren't there. Because I think because of the summer series kind of hangover plus one week to change all your stuff over isn't enough for real working people sometimes. So yeah, like you, like, you know, I'm sure your stuff wouldn't have been ready. You know, no, my car's sitting there with tires on it already. I could just put the body on and sit it down. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You did. You had a built, you had a second car built. What am I saying? But yeah, you know what I'm like, saying? Like, like, like yeah. for me, per, me personally, I, it wouldn't have been enough time for me. I was not expecting a, a big turnout for week one that we got. Yeah. And then at like 1130, right, I'm almost done with this track and I'm like, you know, this is kind of cool. I had to go up and I had to go up and uh, count the drawer real quick, came back down. I adjusted some things, you know, that I that I didn't like 
And I'm down there. I'm like, I could race truck tomorrow. That'd be easy. Right. Mm-hmm. So got some truck tires and uh, slapped them on and uh, that morning and glued them up. And I forgot how difficult it was to glue carpet tires for some reason to, <laughs> to have them stay on the rim. <laughs> yeah. And then I went out there and practiced and I had to kind of adjust stuff all day on my truck, but uh, I ran 13, five stadium truck. It was pretty fun. Yeah, dude, we're killing it right now. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just, I'm just very, very thankful. Yeah, no, I mean, this is like, we're getting more new people, more consistent people showing up every week. Yeah. The thing that's okay. So you got a new guy, right? Mm -hmm. You want him to come back, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's one thing that is important about new people is that they come back. That means they're having a good experience and uh, that's important. Yeah. To having a successful race program. I had to make on Friday night, I had to make a, a, a driver's meeting to just remind people that it's family Friday off-road and that everybody yeah. pays $5 or less. And I say that because a family of four could race for $5. So there's no reason to get all bent out of shape on a Friday night. Yeah. Not because anything happened this Friday, but like four weeks ago, one adult got all pissy faced at a kid and it's like, dude, it's plex spec. Like <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? So I had to make sure I made an announcement kind of reminded everybody. It seemed to help. I had a lot of people say, thanks for saying that. And uh, we really like coming here. We want to stay coming here. Yeah. So you got to, got to make sure we do that every once in a while. Right. Kind of bring everybody back to the world or back to earth. Yeah. You know, Saturdays again, Saturdays, you know, we, we've been, we've been relatively drama free now for like four years. Mm-hmm. And I say that not again as saying something happened four years ago, but just because the turnover of people has made this this the last couple of years, especially just very drama free. Everything's just cut and dry. You come to the track, you race. If you have a bad race, you stew about it for a week. You come back and do it again. Yeah, there's always a next one. Yeah. So I'm less anxiety filled than I was a year ago. Put it that way. Yeah. Over racing. In general. That's for sure. Yeah. What's new? Do you know anything going on in the RC world? No, not really. Not really. There's not really Nothing a lot of news. Not right really now. New. And you didn't race this weekend. So I feel I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to talk a lot in this one. That's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I, I helped my buddy get his car rolled. And so he's ready to race. Yeah. And he, uh, is he going to be a Friday? Yeah, could, I, I didn't ask him. Is he going to be a Friday nighter? Huh? I didn't ask him. Is he going to be a Friday nighter for now? Yeah, uh, he's going to race dirt. So, I mean, that'd be Fridays. That's why I was going to come up on Friday. But I might race on Saturday. I don't know. I might just do both or alternate weeks. Or yeah, I'm not. I'm not planning on running the whole point series or nothing. Because uh, if there's a dirt race, I plan on running the dirt race. You know, like yeah, it's just going to take precedence over it. I might keep my truck. So my plan with my truck was I got this truck used. I got it. I feel like I got a pretty awesome deal because this, this truck's basically brand new and I didn't pay very much for money for it. So I was going to turn around. Mm-hmm. I've already made $40 off the tires that I wasn't going to use because they were Proline tires and I'm sponsored by J Concept, so I can't use them. So I already sold yeah. the tires for 40 bucks. So you knock off $40 off the price I paid for this truck. Like I was going to have the truck. Emerson's going to race 13.5 stadium truck at uh, the Masters of Dirt in, in two weeks. And then my plan mm-hmm. was when I come back, I'm just going to take that truck. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to put it right on eBay 
get my money back, maybe more, maybe make money on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't know. I had a lot of fun on Saturday with the truck. Maybe I'll keep it. Well, I mean, the tr- there is a new stadium truck, so that truck's already been kind of replaced. Yeah. You might be able to get some money back out of it. Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it was a dirt setup on that, too. Like, all I did was get different spring purchase so I could lower the ride height way down and then just went out there and drove it. That's mm-hmm. why I thought a truck would be easier than a buggy. I feel like a buggy would be less forgiving with that. But a truck, I felt like, eh, I don't really have to do a lot to this thing. I could probably just drive it. Yeah. And it, damn, dude, it handled, it handled pretty good. Worked out good. Yeah. That's good. And the tire sauce thing. Perfect. Good. Yes. No issues. I no issues. And I didn't even use tire sauce until the main. Yeah. My tires, my truck tires, my pin downs were getting just a little bit off the edge. Like the pin was gone and they were kind of flat. And I'm like, all right, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put tire sauce on for this round just in the rear end. And I did. And, uh, I honestly couldn't tell a difference to be honest with you. I, I, yeah. It probably, cool. I did go faster. So I guess maybe that was it, but I thought the track was getting faster too. Yeah. When I run sauce on carpet, I only do my rear tires. So yeah. Do the oh, you should never. Yeah, exactly. Cause we're trying to get, on, we're trying to eliminate buggy. as much steering as possible. We're gluing the sidewalls. I glued the sidewalls in my truck. Yeah. And then I glued them again after the second heat. And so for the main, I had like an, it was like a, it was like running a Euro truck. I had this just giant layer of glue on the outside. Did anybody else glue their tires? I didn't see on truck, but, but I know on buggy, a few, the mod guys did. Yeah. But dude, let me tell you that second layer of glue, the end of the straightaway where I was doing traction rolls and uh, in qualifying, nah, just hammer mm-hmm. it, just throw it in there. It was great. You just take <laughs> it. Huh? Yep. It was awesome. And then for myself, so we'll get into the results here for a little bit. Uh, but, but for myself, I did a, uh, a crawling event on Sunday and that was fun. So in July, uh, the 402 club members and stuff hosted this event that was called on the rocks. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at this new place down by Plattsmith is an old rock quarry. And I went down there with my, my Enduro, which I think is really, really good. Um, I have it set up really well. And then I went down there with my brand new SCX 10 three that I just finished. And I ended up winning the C three class with it mostly because of the dig available in that truck. You're, I'm just able to use it. So it works really well as a C2 truck, which is like, um, a certain tire size or whatever, but you're not allowed to use a dig. I don't think that truck's very good for that, but being able to use a dig works great. Yeah. So they had the, the next one was going to be, um, uh, the fall brawl. And last year, I think they had it at, at the Plex. And so I was a little disappointed that they didn't have it at the Plex again this year because we have a pretty awesome outdoor crawling area, you know? Yeah. And a good indoor facility for charging. Yeah. That's well, I guess you really don't really, charge yeah, you don't really, do you? yeah, no, the batteries last forever. But mm-hmm. that being said, they didn't in the July, it had rained a lot the day, the couple of days before. So a lot of the area was underwater that they wanted to use. And so they never really got to use it, this place to its full potential. So they had it out there again. And this time, you know, they were able to do more with, with what they, with what was out there. And they have a really cool area of natural, natural rock. And, uh, dude, the courses were hard, really, really hard. And the C3 course. So the, 
I'm trying not to like jargon this up a whole bunch, but let's say the, the C2 class, uh, the tire size is a maximum of 4.7 inches, but you can't use a dig. There's certain rules and all that stuff that you got to follow on the C3 course. You can use bigger tires than that and 2.2 wheels and you can use a dig, right? Mm-hmm. So the 2.2 course was over here, three point and the, 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 uh, the C3 class course was over here and I looked at them both and I'm like, well, I'm going to do a C3 course first. Cause it looks easier. Nope. Wasn't easy. It was basically on the side of a hill and the first like five gates were all side hill. And, uh, I had to, I had to get up there and, and help spot for people during the course of the day. And it was really, really steep, like steep for a person to crawl up there. And I'm, I'm kind of thought, I, I bet my truck could do that. So I had this plan and within like the first minute and a half, the plan went to crap. My truck like tumbled, mm-hmm. kept tumbling down this hill. And, uh, uh, so fa- finally, and I started cussing a lot. Okay. Look, here's the thing. I swear I have a very dirty mouth. I've had a dirty mouth since I was like 12 years old, maybe younger. My mom and dad also had dirty mouths. Okay. So this goes back to the money thing. So that transferred down to me. Um, my dad was one of the guys where he, he would, you guys, you guys swore a lot because you didn't have very much money. <laughs> Maybe we're like, uh, uh, what's that? What's that car? What's the, uh, what's the South Park episode where everybody likes NASCAR cause they're poor and stupid. I'm just as poor and stupid as you. I'm going to drive and I'm going to go fast and I'm going to turn to the left. Dad, dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, so, uh, uh, so when I, when I'm frustrated, I let him slip a little bit. Right. And so I'm trying to video this for YouTube, for my mm-hmm. YouTube channel, for this YouTube channel. And I'm cussing the whole time. And then I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm, oh, this isn't going to be on YouTube now unless I mute it. I suppose I could mute it. But then what fun would that be? So, uh, mm-hmm. so then, it, so like after the first three or four gates, I'm sitting there going, uh, I calmed down and I started using my head. And I ended up getting through the rest of the course really well. It took forever. Like I went over time, which I'm surprised they let allow. They, they, they kept my score, even though they didn't have to. Oh, that's nice. Of them. Yeah. Um, because I was like the third person to go on it and they, and they weren't sure if the time was going to really be what it was. So I went through the class, the course fairly clean, right? I only hit four out of 20 gates and three of them were in the very first part of the, of the course. So I'm frustrated with that one. So I go put that truck away. I swap tires, put in my C2 truck and I go do the C2 course. Well, the C2 course didn't look hard to me. There was a lot of, I don't know, didn't look hard at all. And then I go out there and I totally bombed it. I had like five out of 20 gates and I didn't do very well, which in crawling at home on the Hobbyplex course where there's not a lot of moving rock and stuff like that, I'm pretty good. I think, yeah, but I still have to learn how to spot the challenges in other areas is what I think happens. Right. So I didn't even place top five. I don't think, I don't know, whatever. So I came home from that really quick on Sunday. Cause, uh, then I had to get ready for this, uh, dirt oval build that we're doing. So that's what I did. That was a weekend. It was a busy freaking weekend. It was, it was Friday working, building track till midnight. Saturday being there from nine to mm, I think I got out of there at nine, nine o'clock. Cause I had to clean everything up mm. we had to take down the track too. So maybe nine 30. So it was like another 12 hour day on Saturday. 
And then, uh, and then I went to this crawling event and I wasn't even going to go, but I told a friend of mine that I would meet him at the, at somewhere cause he wanted to go and he didn't know where to go. So I'm like, well, just follow me. So I met this buddy out there who comes out on Tuesday nights and, and so I ended up going, I kind of feel like it's like, like that fishing cliche where like, they're like, well, bad day of fishing still a better day than working or something like that. Yeah. A bad day at the tracks better than, better than a good day at work. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Then I spent like two hours at home and, uh, I took like a 30 minute shower cause my back was killing me. And, uh, and then I ended up working on the oval last night. I always felt that people that said that, like, don't really win a whole lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but it's, I mean, like, I did. If I have a bad day at the track, I'm pissed. Yeah. No, same here. Dude, I was, yeah. I was pissed. You know what I was more, you know, what I was more upset about was the fact that I, I, I did crappy at the crawling event than anything. I yeah. still ended up getting second in C3 though, but I shouldn't have. I just want to point that out. I don't think I should have because I went over their time limit, mm-hmm. but then, but then it kind of sounded like the time limit was more of like a, uh, suggestion. So you weren't C3 PO'd? <laughs> yeah, I was not, I wasn't happy with myself for that. That's a bad joke. Sorry guys. But you know what, you know what, uh, you know what helps with that sort of thing is track work. It's like therapy. Yeah, dude, I'm going through all my titanium. This this car is all titanium. Everything on it's titanium. Every screw, except for oh, you put titanium screw. screws on it. Oh yeah, which ones? Oh, they have like a time limit, you know. What a time limit? Yeah, you can only take your. You can only take them. Well, my experience with titanium screws is you can only back them out maybe twice. Before, oh, really? before the heads get all stripped. No, probably don't. you probably still have a very good wrench. No, it's an MIP wrench. Really? Yeah. The ones that are in my what? V6, what? What? I've reused what are you, the somebody, same screws like you, three times. Do you, do you secretly work at Horizon? You're just telling me, my, me? My, it's, my, it's my equipment, not, not the product? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I... I uh, that's going to get us I in had, trouble. I had, that same, <laughs> I had that same dang screw kit... In my B6, I've, I've reused that screw kit on like two different B6s. Really? Dude. Yeah. And it's just the ones that, it's just the ones that Associated sells. Actually, these ones are ProTech. Oh. Is that they're just what they had at the Lincoln Hobby Town. I went over there and bought some. Wow. The last time I had titanium screws at all was on a 2.0, Lozy 2.0 for stock that I made. And I was trying to get that thing super lightweight. And after like mm-hmm. the second rebuild, I the, all the screws were stripped. Maybe it was just the brand. Did you like, I always greased them. Like I actually pre-screw them with a regular screw. Right. And then I grease the screws. Like I, I kind of do a little extra. Uh, I guess I didn't do that. Maybe that's the difference, you know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I want you to see this. Did you see this? What is it? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, is it a double X? It's a triple X four. Is it triple X four? Yeah. I want a double X four, but, uh, and the, finding one of those. Remember when? Remember when we found one? Who was that? Was that Zach Rose that had one that we were trying to buy up at Trackside yeah. that one time? Yeah, he had that thing with all the new, or at the time it was like the newer low C shocks. All the shocks on it. Yeah. So it was like all updated. It was like a turnkey updated double X four. Well, I've been on a roll lately, so 
Tony Leatherman found me a T2 or I mean a, a B2 at an auction and uh, scored it for me. And I paid him, I paid him back for that. And then Ken McKinney is giving me a T3. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have all the associated trucks up to a T3. So now I need to find a T4, an original T4. I don't want a T4.2 or one. Then this came along and uh, it needs some work. The front end's a little busted up on it. I don't know if you can kind of see that. See, there's a gap right there. I think, I think the front bulkhead is broken or maybe it just didn't get put. I don't think it got put back together quite correctly. So I think I need, I'm definitely going to try to fix that. I might do that on after hours this week. Hobbyplex After Hours with Alex Sturgeon Thursdays at 9 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, but it's a graphite chassis and uh, graphite uh, stuff on it. Somebody somebody doubled up the rear shock tower. I noticed. Ooh. Um, graphite arms. It's got the uh, it's got the aluminum universals. So there's some good things about this car. It's a little rusted here and there, but uh, I got this thing super cheap because collector cars like this one, mm-hmm. I don't think they're worth paying a lot of money for, from my standpoint, because it's just going to sit on my shelf. Right. It's not, it's not like I'm ever actually going to drive it. You know, the other thing about this car that I have a triple XS as well. I have two of them actually. And both of them, the belts disintegrated. So this car I'm looking at the belt and the belt's actually intact. That's pretty cool. And it doesn't look like it's, yeah, it doesn't look like it's hurt. So I might, I might have some, uh, what, you, what the, the JRXS? Nope. Trip, triple X, triple XS. Oh, not JRXS. Oh, but I might have some JRXS belts. Yeah. That'd be a cool car to have again. A JRXS. That thing was, that car that was came dope. out like right at the transition when we were still running uh brush motors yeah and like we were running lipo batteries yeah so it was like uh i remember the box art like the car on the box had a soft case lipo battery in it and it was soldered into a novak speed control where you like take the power wire or whatever and like you put it on the the power wire for the battery and run it straight to the motor it was like that with the lipo it was like a hard wired lipo if i remember right wow I don't know about that. It's cool. That was cool. Lipos scare me. We have a customer who comes in and he'll he'll ask to look through our our uh, lipo fire pile. That's like just a fire hazard waiting to happen of bad lipos. <laughs> and he takes yeah. many, he takes many fixes them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He like resolders them. Uh, he finds the good cells and he resolders them and makes whatever cells out of them. Huh. It's like if it's a bad three cell, he'll make a two cell out of it. I wouldn't do that. I'd be scared of no. for my life messing with the lipo. I don't have enough. Uh, well, this is a family show. I don't have enough insurance <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, no insurance. Time for that. Oh, I had somebody ask me this week. One of the questions we didn't get any questions. I didn't even ask. Honestly, uh, yeah, I've been busy. Nobody but cares. nobody because nobody cares. Um, <laughs> what's the craziest thing you've ever done at a track? At a, at a race, like not to go down a dark path here, but like out of anger or frustration. And it doesn't even have to be RC. Yeah. Because you, you, you've been racing go-karts for a while. Did you ever do anything like, like did anybody ever like cut you off or put you in a wall or whatever? And you got out and hit him with a helmet or anything like that. Um, so there was this time we were racing at 
we used to do this indoor event here at the event center in um in Lincoln. They do it every Thanksgiving. They still do it. And um I was running those cage carts at the time. And I'm not gonna use names here or nothing like that. <laughs> but there's this guy and his granddaughter who was racing with us. And I won um I think this is Saturday. I won Friday night. And like each day was like a separate event. And I started in the back. You know, you draw for position. And I started in the back. And so I run through the field, I ended up winning the heat. And this guy comes over and he's like, You don't need to be racing her that hard. She's a girl. And my dad said, What? He said, He races her again that hard. I'm going to kick your ass or something like that. And so I get out and I was going to grab him, but I didn't. Like my dad kind of pulled me back. I said, You talk to my dad that way again. And it, like, this is a family show. And I said, uh, if you talk to my dad that way again, I'll kill you. There's no hurting you. You're you're dead. Death threats. Is, is like as calm as this. And I said, there's no hurting you. You're dead. You talk to my dad that way again. You got a problem with me. You talk to me however you want. You talk to him that way. I'm, you're, there's no Honestly, hurting you. I could see that. And you're and um, you're a little scary. When when you're dead serious about stuff, uh, we've I think we've talked about this race before, but the 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 Mike's RC race we went to with the guy with the tiny arms, like you were like you were dead. It was the craziest thing being with you at that race because you were like dead serious, just insulting this guy to his core. You're like a there's this joke I listen to on my on Pandora every once in a while. We're like, like eighth graders are the most terrible bullies ever because they, they not only make fun of you, but they make fun of you in a way, uh, where, where you're socially like conscious of, of your, of your faults or whatever like that. And that's how you hit that guy it was like, yeah, but you got tiny arms. And that was like, and you were straight faced serious about it. I could totally see that coming from you. A kill you threat. Yeah. Well, he, uh, that guy, he, he said I needed to grow some height. And I was like, all right, the gloves are off. <laughs> you know? Oh, Andy, Andy must be listening. Uh, there was this one time uh, Andy hit me with his short course truck. I was like off of the track. Like I wasn't even on the track. He like jumped part of the track after his race. And he hit me in the shin so hard. Like I, there's a dent in my shin still from where he hit me with the short horse truck, just full noodle right into my knee or not my knee, my shin. I thought he broke my leg. It, it hurt that bad. Like I seriously thought my leg was broke. I was so like, if I get hit with a car, I get so upset. And I had to just like, like where the Linex building is. Like I walked clear up to that Linex building and like, and walked around the building a couple of times and came back. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> you get hit with cars a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. No, you always, always end up truggy, marshalling truggy, like e-truggy. That's like yeah. your race to marshal. Yep. Well, the guy with the, in Texas or whatever, I mean, I feel kind of bad that I said that or I let it get to that point. I wouldn't. I mean, they, they kind of like, they were like waiting for me by my car. What am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I wish it didn't happen. It's a bad look. I think it's a bad look. And I, I think I've calmed down quite a bit in my old age. But yeah, 
So I, I was not calm. I know what brought this up now. Cause, uh, uh, Tom Smith, again, my buddy who was really fast in the nineties, he and I were talking about stuff and, uh, mm-hmm. it was brought up to me that, that I've been known to chuck a car here and there, uh, every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I was at Hadar RC raceway. It was a uh, little outdoor dirt track North of Norfolk, Nebraska. And, um, it was operated by this place, uh, this group called over the wall gang. It was like a club, but it's really mm-hmm. just, it was, it was, it was like three people like Jerry Doherty was part of it. This guy named John Schoenauer had a, a trailer hobby store that he would always pull up for that. That's a guy I would like to get a hold of because I am sure that he still has buttloads of B3, B4 and triple X parts. Now that I think about it. Yeah. I, I can't imagine him getting rid of those. I mean, unless he just threw it all away, but he had this trailer full of parts anyways. So because I'm not known back then, especially I'm not, I'm, I'm, I maintenance my cars now to a point, but back then I definitely did not. Right. So I was uh, winning this race, this qualifier with my double X uh, buggy by a lot, I think. And a wheel came off my front wheel came off. And, uh, what it was, was the wheel was rusted the, or the, uh, the screw, the, the, the axle was so rusted that it just broke off eventually in the race. <laughs> and so it just ro- rusted apart. So I go over there and I'm steaming mad cause that's how it used to be. And, uh, I looked at this car and I looked at what happened. The guys, the guy, like the marshal brought over with my wheel and I looked at it and I go, Oh, like I thought it was just a, a, a nut and I go, damn it. And I take the truck of the car and I huck it as far as I can back towards my pit area, which was like maybe a hundred feet away. And I almost yeah. made it like I almost made it. But my, my buddy Dennis was, was there, uh, Dennis Johnson. And, uh, he told me afterwards that he was really embarrassed for the Omaha guys because I had done that. And that kind of like, that was one of those moments in life where you're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, but it landed in the grass. It's not like I hurt anybody or did anything, but all these people that didn't know who I was probably thought I was a huge jerk face. Cause here I am chucking this car, like, like, you know, 60 feet across the parking lot. Yeah. Another one I did too. While I'm thinking about it. Uh, no, we're going to get to results here in a little bit, but, uh, I can't, yeah, um, I had a triple XS and it was, I love that car. And before the Hobbyplex, there was uh, parking lot racing at at the same. Basically, the Hobbyplex is the Maple Street store. Okay, so in Omaha, you had Hobbytown La Vista and Hobbytown Maple. Maple was opened up a few years after La Vista. Tim Ski got hired, and then eventually they started having parking lot racings on Sundays in the parking lot because all the businesses were closed. Mm-hmm. Except for the tanning salon, actually. Got a tan. Yeah. But anyways, so they had parking lot racing. And at one of these events I was at, I was running mod uh, touring car. And it was the main. And I was winning, again, this one. And I was, you know, going fast, whatever, and all that. And still not as fast as, like, Kyle Gannon would have. If Kyle Gannon was there, he would have destroyed us. But not that fast. But still fast enough to win this specific race. I was like a minute left to go see a common theme here. The car just came to a stop, just rolled to a stop. And again, this is old me. This is like 20 something year old me. 
Actually, this race is pretty funny. I got another story about this race too. Turns out that the belt had snapped in the car with a minute left to go. <laughs> and so I was mad and I was mad at the car and I was aware. This is how self-aware I was. I knew that it wasn't cool for me to rage out on something in front of everybody. So I took the triple XS calmly down this hill and then out of, out of view from everybody, I just took the car by my hand and just started smashing it as hard as I could against this tree. (laughs) 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 Just smashing it. And then, and then I started stomping on it. I'm like, "Ah!" and so out of view from everybody, but I'm sure everybody still knew exactly what was going on down there. So you just hear, you just hear hear like all these screams. (laughs) (laughs) So I bring this car back up in pieces and I just throw it in my truck. And that was the end of that. Then the best part was I had because it was a graphite car, right? So I had the original parts and chassis stuff at home, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I took the car (laughs) and I took it home and I put it all back together with the original parts and I sold it to the next week to to Jay Hines for 150 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Sorry, Jay Hines, if you're listening. Oh my God. <laughs> so funny. And then that was the same race. So Gretchen and I have lived together since two, the year 2000. I had a really slick deal. Okay. Because I, I was living on my own in an apartment that year when I met Gretch and my lease was up, right? My plan in 2000 was to go away. I was going to move to Arizona. When my lease was up, I had money saved and I was going to pack up and I was going to go live in Arizona. That didn't happen because I met Gretchen a month before that happened. And I'm like, well, I can't leave now. So I moved in my parents for a little bit for like two months after moving out, which was not that. No, sorry. That was a fun conversation to have with my mom was, uh, hey, do you mind if my girlfriend stays over? Pretty much every night. (laughs) So Gretchen and I moved in together that November, right? She had this sweet mm-hmm. deal where through her work, she got this apartment, this like $1,500 a month apartment for like $600. Really? And then she said at the time that I only had to pay her $100 a month. And I'm like, what? freaking deal. Are you kidding me? So for a year, I had $100 a month rent. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so... We lived in Hillsboro, which was about just down the street from Maple Street store. So sometimes on my way to work, I worked at Baker's in the meat department. I would uh, uh, drive by on my way to work and remember that, oh, yeah, it's Sunday. They have touring car races. So I stop by there and chat sometimes. Well, on more than one occasion, Tim Ski would be like, hey, I got an extra car. You want to race? And I'd be like, dude, I have to be to work in like a half hour. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so uh, that was the same weekend that this time I had my own car, but I was like, I bet I can race and still get to work. And then I ended up being like three and a half hours late to work. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I still didn't get fired. Yeah. How does that work? They still didn't fire me. That I've d- I did that to that place so often. So. Growing up in junior high, I 
was late to school a lot. Okay. And Mr. Schultz, I'll never forget this. My mom brought me in by my ear one time. Cause she, she came home cause I had stayed home from school. I just didn't feel like going. So yeah. she came home, grabbed me by the ear, pulled me into the thing, pulled me into the, the principal's office, yelled at me. Mr. Schultz was like, when you get older, they're not going to tolerate you uh, being late. And, and, and they're going to, they're, they're going to fire you right away like that. And I remember like the fourth time that I was like three hours late at Baker's and they still didn't fire me going, Mr. Schultz is just full of Yeah. Like, like he's just, he's totally wrong. Sorry. He's just wrong. And, uh, yeah, it's all that. They still didn't fire me. Now, if I would have done that at the Plex, yeah, I probably would have been fired. Pretty sure I would not have been tolerated at all. But at Baker's, apparently, they're so desperate for people that you can just be. I was, I, I was never on time for that job, not once. I was at least fifteen minutes late in the meat department every single day. And you know what I would do? They gave you these cool coats. That's what's so great about wearing the meat department. You didn't even have to wear a uniform. You could just put your white coat over whatever you're wearing. Yeah. And I would just, I would sneak in the back room and pretend that I was using the bathroom and then just wander like into the meat department. Like, Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. You're like, man, <laughs> took a while. <laughs> had to go. Uh, what time did you guys get here? Yeah. I was here like 10 minutes before that and I had to go bad. Yeah. I had to go really bad. <laughs> I was in there for like, like three hours. Joe Snows just texted me. He goes, I remember that hate our race. He goes, my grandpa and Jeff told me that if I ever did that, I was walking back to Sioux City. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Anyways. Yeah, that's why that brought up because uh, Tommy and I were going back over. We were talking about old stuff. It's fun having people who knew me back then. Yeah. Back before you knew me. It's it's fun having those guys around. I'm a lot more chill nowadays. Yeah, I'd like to think I've calmed down. There's a lot of reasons for that, though, but I'm a lot more chill nowadays. Old will is a lot different than present will. Yeah. Good or bad. Probably for the good. My dad used to say that all the time. He's like, he's like, me 20 years ago, I would have chased that guy down and, and pulled him out of his car and beat the crap out of him. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you would have done that. I don't think I'd have ever done that. Any, any of that kind of stuff. But it's more just like I didn't really have much of a filter. Yeah. <laughs> and... People that know me know that I don't have much of a filter now. <laughs> my dad, my dad once tried to get us involved in a high speed chase in his, in his, uh, 1997 Dodge Caravan. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me that story. He yeah. was like, we're going to catch him or something. I was like, I remember that's the first time I remember like looking at my dad going, is he having flashbacks from, from when he was a cop? Like what's going on here? That's pretty awesome. Luckily we gave up. Yeah, he came up. Dude, didn't he like pass other cops? Like, yeah. Actual police officers. He was like passing them. Like, maybe they thought, maybe they thought he was undercover or something. He, he, he like pit maneuvered the guy. Like, oh. <laughs> I've seen this move on cops. <laughs> Man, I remember cops. I used to watch that with my grandpa. What's the South Park version of cops? I'm white trash, not me trouble. White trash in trouble. Sponsored by Schlitz. Yeah, we're all we're all one we're all one past blue ribbon away from being white trash and in trouble. <laughs> now look into the camera and say I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. And I'm, I'm white trash, trash and, and I'm in trouble. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how I describe myself. Like if I uh met like a monster truck thing and get just like hammer drunk, I'd be like, Man, I was drunk white trash at that race or that thing. 
<laughs> with as much as I speed, I speed a lot. I noticed. Uh, so Gretchen got this um, this tracking app for Emerson, and now we're all on it. So she knows where I'm at all the time. <laughs> and uh, Alex, why were you at the casino? I'm like, I don't, I don't, I wasn't at the casino. I got proof right here. Yeah, but I looked you at, at I, the casino. I looked at the la- like the pat the past history. It keeps history of your driving for like a week. And most of the time I top out at like 65, 68 miles an hour on city streets. Hmm. Somewhere in there. I'm surprised I haven't gotten pulled over more. It's been a while since I've gotten a ticket for speeding. I got a ticket last year for what did I get a ticket for? It wasn't for speeding. Oh, it was a stupid stop sign. That's right. I got a ticket for running a stop sign, which I did not run, by the way, but I got a ticket for it anyways, because that's that's the way it works. I uh, I haven't been pulled. I haven't had a speeding ticket, moving violation, nothing in years. Like I haven't had a speeding ticket in at least eight years. I, I used to one. get them all the time. Maybe it was yeah. a car I was driving. I don't know, but I used to get speeding tickets all the time. Take those stupid stop classes all the time too. Yeah, the, the first speeding ticket I ever got was in my old station wagon. If Andy's listening, he remembers it. Um, do that. The, have you ever seen the movie Uncle Buck? I have not have you, actually. I'm. I know it's, it's got a, John Candy, it, right? Yeah, and yeah. His, his Uncle Buck. And I've never his actually car seen smokes, that movie. His car smokes like crazy. Like my my uh, old Oldsmobile station wagon smoked like Uncle Buck's car. <laughs> that thing would use two quarts, three quarts of oil for every tank of gas you'd run through it. <laughs> it burn that much oil. And at the old Lincoln track, I actually, there's one time the mosquitoes were really bad and I backed it up to the, to the track and just let it sit there and idle. And it, oh, all and the smoke it out. out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that thing was, uh, it's a nightmare. That was my first car. All right. We better take a moment to, uh, to listen to our sponsor pivot landing room, which by the way, is going to come to you guys on YouTube now. So you get to watch Will and I basically do stuff behind the scenes while you listen. So cue the music. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with Dave Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Hi, this is David Olson with pivot lending. And with me today is Don Zoller. And we just wanted to give everybody uh, listening the backstory on pivot lending and maybe what separates us from our competitors in the marketplace. Uh, Pivot Lending, uh, we're going on our 20th year and we're a mortgage banking company. We're different in a few ways that we have divisions of subservicing, divisions of third-party origination. We have a marketing team in one division. We also have business development. We work business to business whether it's with a community bank or a credit union. We also uh, work the retail side of the spectrum. So we're working with a lot of realtors. We're working with a lot of builders. There's a number of different ways that our organization has diversified as opposed to a standard mortgage banking company that's just generating a mortgage to the market and to sell it or potentially service it. We internally underwrite all of our loans in-house. We have five underwriters. We're big enough to play in the larger spaces, but small enough 
to be a boutique uh, operation. We've got about 100 employees right now. We are in California, Arizona. We have offices also in Wichita. We're in Kansas City, Omaha, Colorado. Inside Colorado, we're in Denver, Boulder, and opening up in Colorado Springs. We're kind of excited and growing. We're moving into the uh, New England market uh, with a, a big partnership that also is a serve mortgage service provider to 234 different credit unions in the New England states. So uh, a lot of things happening and um, having Dawn locally is, is, a, is a huge advantage for everybody in the RC community. I know that uh, not only myself, but the owner of the company, Brian Ottaviano, he's a hobby fan. He flew uh, quite a few remote control airplanes and loves that piece of it. He also follows Aiden, my son's racing. And so it's, it's, it's great to be able to weave in the hobby into what we're doing and to be able to give back to the hobby because of the, the things it represents. I think are similar to things that we represent. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. I'm going to open up my, my next kickstart. Do you have any kickstarts I drink when I build a track? Take a guess. Three. More than that. Six? Probably. What? I usually make at least Dude. I usually make at least two or three trips to the gas station. You need to drink a lot of water. I know. No, I know. Oh, I just wasted that. Hang on. There we go. Oh, yeah. Hey, pass me a kickstart. You want to go over results from this uh, Saturday? Sure, why not? The winner is... I know you weren't there, but, uh, man. Yeah. So, I, um, uh, you got Rod Case putting up videos now of the races, and then you have me. I try to select different ones. I'm not going to do them all, because my phone, I don't think, has enough storage to do them all. I think this week I did 13.5 Wheeler A-Main, uh, Mod Buggy A-Main, Independent Buggy A-Main, and then a, a B-Main. I think it was Expert B-Main. I wanted to do Mini T Main, and I forgot. Like halfway through the race, I was like, oh, dude, I was going to take video of this one because I'm pretty sure that that would have gotten a lot of hits on YouTube just because it said Mini T. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe next week yeah. uh, or this week or whatever. whatever. It's Monday, so this week. But like I said, so this weekend, uh, technically round one of the Carpet Off-Road Syndicate, um, if you don't know what that is, it just, it's just a cool name for club racing, and we just happen to be keeping track of points. That's the way I look at it. We would be racing anyways if we weren't keeping points, but it's, we're keeping points, and it's called the Syndicate. I thought it was a cool name a couple of years ago, and I'm like, nobody's done this yet, because I try to be original. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's, it's Carpet Off-Road Syndicate. So we had 89 entries. We had um, a nice big heat of Plex spec. I think there was nine cars all together. Isabella McMullen in eighth place. She's running that super bandit that uh, Josh uh, set up for. Elliot Delaire. I didn't even know Ethan had a brother, to be honest with you. And uh, he does. And his name's Elliot. 
and he raced Plexback and got seventh. Hmm. Dallas Staining Bear finished sixth. This brand new B6 that he got from the Plex a couple weeks ago. Awesome. I informed Dallas that his last name also happens to be a lake here in Omaha, Nebraska that we uh, fly airplanes at. Hmm. And he's going to go get a picture, I hope, uh, next to it. Show all his friends. Jamie Peevler finished fifth. Carson Sanders. So Mike and his kid came from Des Moines. Finished fourth. Yeah. Grant Noonan finished third. So he did really well on the carpet. And then you had uh, Connor Davis and Ray Davis. So I believe this is father and son. And uh, they wanted to race plex spec and short course. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Whatever. It'll be fun. So Ray got Connor by a lap. And then it was all the rest of the rest of the kiddos. So good turnout in plex spec. You know, one, one heat on a Saturday I'm pretty happy with, considering we have three big heats on Friday nights. So for the weekend, I think we had 30. What's what's eight and 30, 27. Is that 35? 35 plexers. Wow. Yeah. For the weekend. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, short course. So you had TJ Geese winning this one with Connor in second and Ray in third. So Connor got uh, beat Ray in this one. So they flipped it. And they're all separated by a lap or so. I put on a challenge out there that if we can double the short course truck turnout next week, which is six instead of three, because you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I will buy everybody cookies. They'll probably be those uh, probably sugar or, or maybe chocolate chip, but whatever they have at Walmart, you know, those little baby uh, tiny cookies that you get for like three 99, they'll probably be those because let's face it, I'm buying them. So, um, Whatever, but uh gonna gonna be on the cheap. Yeah. So if we get six, that's three more. I'll buy everybody cookies. Hmm. Yeah. I like those odds. Yep. Stadium truck. <laughs> Phil Palmer finished eighth. TJ Geese finished seventh. Matt Mosier finished sixth. John Bairding finished fifth. Dayton Mosier qualified better than he finished. Finished uh fourth. Tyler Brinkerhoff was third. Caden Bairding. Was your TQ finished second? And this guy got his stuff together and won the main. Nice. I didn't crash one time. You'd be proud of me. Yeah. That's what it takes to win on carpet. Yeah. It's not that I found a little bit of speed. It was just that um, I was way more consistent in the main than I was in the two qualifiers. I was still working on my car. It, 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 um, mainly, mainly it was the hook turn thing with truck. Yeah. That I was struggling with. So once I got that figured out with, with glue in the front edge of the tires again, more then uh, I was able to go faster. I think Caden got me on fast lap though. I mean, Caden's fast. Caden's mm-hmm. really fast. In fact, we're going to talk about him three more times here. So those, there's a lot of guys that came down from the Sioux city area too. It's pretty awesome. Some of them for the first time, like the Davises. And I haven't seen TJ in a while. Of course, Matt, he comes down a lot and, I think Caden and John are getting ready to go to that big uh, J Concepts race here in a little bit. Oh, the one in uh, what do you call it, Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. I wish I was going to that one. I just with work and stuff. I just, and then doing that other race in Kansas City under it just didn't make a lot of sense to try to do that one too. Uh, so mod two wheel drive uh, was up after that, and uh, this was Tom Rennerneck's first time on carpet with pins. I think he raced at star collectibles on foam before, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's ever done pins. So he had rod case qualified with his, with his buggy just to get some extra track time, but didn't run the main, but here's the deal because our pricing 
for club racing and the syndicate is a club race. It's not like a summer series. Although if we keep getting a hundred entries, I mean, maybe it'll turn into that. Uh, but anyways, our pricing for per person is still in effect for the syndicate. So it's, you pay 20 bucks and you can run as many classes as you want. So he took the two extra qualifiers to work on his buggy some more and mod, and then he didn't run the main and that's fine. Yeah. That's just the nice about recent stock is you can throw your car out there and mod and get another run. Yeah. Mitchell Pavel finished seventh. His, uh, his final minute of this race probably would want to forget about, but he mm-hmm. was, he was up there in fourth in that battle for fourth and fifth, uh, for most of this race until the very, very end. David Peevler brace mod buggy this week, finished sixth. Ethan Delaire finished fifth. Brandon Carney, another guy that's never been to the Plex before finished fourth. Caden Bairding running mod finished third. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. He did not crash very often in the main. That was one of the reasons why. So there was a battle. So I, I did put this one up on YouTube, Brandon, Ethan, David, and Mitchell. I mean, honestly, you could have, it's cliche, but, uh, could have thrown a blanket over him for most of the race. Yeah. They were just going back and forth, back and forth. And it was fairly clean too, which is, which was nice to see. Aiden Olson finished second and Tom Rinnernecht, uh, won this one in the end. Tom and Aiden were on the same lap. They were 12 seconds apart, but I'd say for the first minute or so, Aiden was either at pace and maybe even every once in a while, a little bit quicker than Tom. And then Tom just started obliterating the fast laps and pulling away. Found another gear. Yeah. So yeah, it was Tom and Aiden top two the whole way. And then Caden got up there about midway through. And, uh, and then the battle behind him was just, it was, it was crazy. We had some really close racing. I think the track layout that we had, because it wasn't, there was nothing big. There was no big jumps, right? Yeah. Yeah. It allowed, I think for a little bit closer racing. Right. No, I mean, that's, that's, uh, one thing that's good about having a track that's easier to drive on for everybody is, yeah. uh, the racing usually gets a lot tighter Yep. and then it becomes more critical to be better at the the technical aspect of being a good driver you know yeah making sure your front tires are like one to one with the ground when you turn and you know that that whole bit downsiding everything mm-hmm. that's another thing about the track layout and it's going to continue for the, at least the next three weeks is downsiding these jumps on this track layout was very very important because they mm-hmm. were so close together that you really had to time it and make sure that, cause if you landed flat at all, you would just flip over. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you could get away with it if you landed. Yeah. You'd probably land full wood. Yeah. Know? Expert, uh, two wheel drive, a main, you had chance Rolk in the eight spot, Dylan reef in the seven. And they were your bump ups as well from the B Jackson Anderson qualified sixth, finished sixth. John Bairding kind of blew out in this one. No. He was your TQ, but finished fifth. David Peevler moved up a spot to finish fourth. Mike Sanders qualified third, finished third. Tyler Brinkerhoff had a really good uh, day with his Yokomo, qualified second, finished there. And Dayton Moser from the fourth spot took this one. And in the end, it wasn't really that close. He kind of kind of got away from everybody. We had a good turnout in Expert, too. There was a B-Main. I think there was a B-Main. I think there was like 14 cars. Pretty awesome. Maybe more. Maybe there was a C-Main. Yeah, there was a C-Main. What am I saying? Uh, and then after that was 13, five, four wheel drive buggy. 
And uh, Nick Pavel finished eighth. Michael McKnight, I believe another guy who's never been here before. Ryan Hogson finished sixth. I think that's another guy that's never been in the Plex. Tyler Brinkroff uh, finished fifth. Joe Schnoes, I got to say, uh, his stuff, I, I rewatched this 13.5 video. He's really good with that four-wheel drive. And last year, we saw the only person we saw on carpet with the 22X4 was Aiden Olson. And I didn't think the car looked very good on carpet. But there, wasn't, there weren't any setups or anything out there either available for that car on carpet. Well, I think he just got that thing too. He did. He just got it from the Reedy race. So, you know, he just didn't have enough time on it. And plus there was no carpet support for that car yet either. Yeah. So now I think the car looks pretty good really on carpet. So Joe finished fourth, qualified six. So he moved up a bunch. David Peevler's first lap. If you watch the video, it was just one of those moments where you just, you just want to slap the side of your face like, because he overshot the front tabletop like and and was off to the side of it just a little bit so his car landed flat and did that thing where it just flips over uh-huh. it sucked uh-huh. so he went from he went from first to last in the middle of the first lap came back to finish third though the real battle was between dylan reef and chance rolk all these guys had fast cars but it came down to the last corner of the last lap between the two the video is pretty awesome dylan and chance got together Chan- dylan ran into chance twice not on purpose, of course, but uh, did the whole good sportsman thing and, and waited, let him get back to it. And then Chance flipped like on the second to last lap all by himself. And then he clawed his way back up there. And then he went for it on the inside of the hump at the start of the straightaway and just landed in the wrong spot and ended up uh, needing a marshal. And then he just finished ahead of David Peebler, who was coming. Uh, Could have gotten second if, if the marshal was any slower, but everybody was really on their toes and did a good yeah. job this weekend. So if you haven't seen the video for this on this channel, go back and go back and watch it. Um, it's a really good race to watch from a good angle too. Okay. So we need, we're going to talk about this a little bit. So we had many T's, uh, we ended up with, we had eight of them, two of them ran the first qualifier and then left. Really? So, yeah, I don't know what that was about, but we had three modifieds and three stocks. So I just put them in the same heat and main and just scored them separately. Yeah. So officially Jake Poteet won stock. Grant Noonan and then Bryson Ramey finishing behind him. And then in mod, Caden Bairding, uh, dude, his qualifying time would have put him almost in the A main in stock truck <laughs> with this car. That's pretty awesome. And it was, he was downsiding all the jumps and it wasn't flipping over nothing. It was really cool. Yeah, that's like back in the day. Yeah. Caden just smoked everybody. He just smoked everybody in mod. I think it was uh, Tyler Brinkerhoff's name is on here, but I think the Peevlers ran their car. I think it was Jana and then David uh, ran the main. Yeah. And then uh, Dallas's truck uh, was a modified finished third. Um, so all those guys got plex bucks in this heat. So we'll see. None of the 402 club guys or, or the guys that were online, you know, talking about racing mains showed up except for Brandon and Trey. And they're the ones that didn't stick around for the whole thing. I don't think they, I don't think they knew how long the race day was going to be though. I think that's why they left. Oh, did, you know? uh, did, so the guy that kind of organized it, he didn't show up. Nope. Bummer. Yeah. Maybe this week we'll see. Yeah. But my plan is, is no matter what, I'm going to run them all together. Oh, unless you get like, eight. there's 50 of them. We'll have to split it up. But if there's 20, I'm going to run all 20 at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> If there's 10 stocks and 10 mods, then I'll separate them out. Right. Yeah. 
But well, it's not like there's not enough room on the track. No, exactly. Dude. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. And it'd make for good TV. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking there? The bubbly. No, I mean bubbly. Yeah, another one. Bubbly. Grapefruit. Grapefruit. Ugh. You like hate everything. Though. Dude, I <laughs> Dude, I was listening to George Carlin today on the on so when I work on the track, I got my headphones on and I, I mm-hmm. flip between uh, uh Pandora comedy, um Pandora music, or I'll uh if it's around noon, I'll listen to the the Ben Shapiro show. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I was listening to George Com- uh, George Carlin literally like three hours ago. And one of his things, oh, how did it go? Is something about how uh do you ever drink grapefruit in the morning and make this face? And it had to be some like, this is terrible. Why am I drinking this face? And then the whole crowd laughs. And then he goes, why do we do this? And it's funny. I like grapefruit juice. Yeah. (laughs) My mom used to get on these health kicks and she would, she would buy grapefruit. She liked it, right? She'd slice it. And then she would take, remember, this was a health kick. Okay. She was always trying to lose weight grapefruit but then she would take spoonfuls of sugar and like <laughs> drizzle it over the grapefruit and then eat it now i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure that's not how that works if you're trying to lose weight by by eating grapefruit but then you just douse it in granulated sugar yeah anyways my, my weight gain is all beer <laughs> <laughs> i don't not like mine. sweet stuff mine is sugar <laughs> Mine's definitely sugar. If I stopped, dude, if I stopped my sugar intake, I bet you I'd lose a lot of weight. But everything mm. tastes so good. I I actually am back to not drinking again. Just that's to try good. to drop more weight. Well, that's good. That's good for you too, though. Yeah. I got to stop eating zingers. I love zingers. Yeah, I just don't like sweets. I've never been a sweet guy. I'm sweet enough already. Yeah. Or sweet doesn't fit my personality. I love cake donuts. Mm-hmm. Cake donuts. Yeah, those are probably. If I had a favorite donut, they'd probably be frosted good. frosted cake donuts with peanuts. Mm, yeah, tasty. Uh, okay, two more. Uh, so independent buggy. Um, we had uh, nine of them, and I didn't have the heart to split them up into six and three for a lower main. So I put them all in together. In the end, it worked out fine. Josh McMullen finished ninth. Gage Noonan finished eighth. Brian Damewood was seventh. Jana Peevler was sixth. Derek Noonan was fifth. TJ Williams was fourth. Phil Palmer was third. Joe Schnoes was second. And Jake Poteet kind of picked up where he left off at the end of last year's syndicate with the win here. Nice. In independent buggy. And then our last main was mod four wheeler. Really wasn't that close. Mitchell, Pavel, Brandon Carney finished second. Aiden Olson uh, finished first. His, his four wheel drive did look really good on the carpet. So a lot better than last year. Definitely a lot better than last year. So there you go. That was all your mains, all your A mains, at least. Um, if we had more time, we'd probably get in lower mains, but uh, at least for now, those are your A mains. Yeah. And I just want, I do want to give a shout out to um, Friday night too, real quick. So Friday night, we had 31 total entries. Uh, like I said, 27 Plex Speckers. And the Plex Spec A main, it was Andrew Rash, who finished seventh. He drives this really cool. See, what's cool about Plex Spec is because there's no real like car rules. You can, you can make the wildest creation you want as long as it's one-tenth scale and you're running a two-cell battery. Nobody, nobody yeah. cares. Just run what you want. So he's got this really cool like slash four-by-four four with, I believe, short course tires on it. And then he's got 
lights on it, like LED lights everywhere. So if he flips over, he's got these big giant green lights. And actually while he's driving, he's got like its green glow underneath of it. What's that called in real life? What are cars that have, is it ground effects? Yeah, ground effects. Yeah. So he's got ground effects. I hope I don't kill this name because I don't run Friday, so I don't know a lot of the last names. But uh, Anthony Wickert uh, was fifth. Tanner Anthony was fifth. Jesse Ellithorpe was fourth. John Sorensen was third. TJ Williams was second. And I think what TJ does is he's got he's got this like and Andy Barrett's got this like garage full of cars for TJ now. So I think I think in Plexpec they run like a um on Friday nights they run like a like a uh like a slash four by four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Schultz won and TQ Dan won. So they did really good. And then we had a small buggy class. It was uh Jacob Yoder, who I believe they run it's either B64 or a B61. Gosh darn it. I don't remember now. But those are a couple guys, uh, the Yoders actually before the COVID thing had just bought all new gear to race like 10 scale, like real off-road, like, like a, like associated two wheel drive and four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So they were going to race Friday nights, but then they were eventually going to move on to, uh, to Saturdays. And then it was, uh, Paul Yoder, uh, winning the, uh, four wheel drive class. And then in the two wheel drive class, TJ beat Tommy by like one second. Hmm. So TJ got a, got a fun win on Friday night. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So that's our race weekend. And, uh, man, what a, what a busy, we just, just, just keeps going nonstop. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. What's YouTube say? Oh, one of them is, uh, did we miss last week's show? No, we did not. We did not have the YouTube stream up. Turns out that YouTube changed our key and we didn't realize it until it was too late. So we didn't miss last week's, but you can still listen to the edited version, which is still really funny and sounds really good at any of your favorite podcasting apps. So is the hobby wing just stock competitive, competitive enough for 17.5? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, totally. Now that's what it's for. If you're asking about the speed controller, yes. If you're asking about the just stock motor, probably not because you can't adjust the timing on it. Yeah, that's that one that's like really small, isn't it? Like posted stamp. Well, it's cheap. It's yeah. The, yeah. The just stock speed controller is real small, dude. That's what I use in my touring car and my touring car is really fast. So absolutely. That reminds me of that Novak speed control. Uh, that's what was in my truck. I forgot. I, I put a just stock in my truck. So yeah, yeah it's definitely. Like I said, though, if it's the motor, no. But the speaking controller, absolutely. Alex, seal of approval. I like Hobby Wing stuff. You hear that, Hobby Wing? I like Hobby Wing stuff. You know what I'd really like from Hobby Wing? Is that, uh, that all-in-one motor speed controller combo for the crawlers. <laughs> hear that, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hear that, Charlie? Come on. Help me out. Help the guy out. They don't really do that, though, very often. That's about it. Everything else is just fun comments. We like fun comments. So, what, is there any about my stories? I hope not. No, I don't think so. Okay, thank God. No. Yeah, Patrick Mitrovics wanted to know if, if you had a question for me. You know what he's talking about? I do. Uh, not is, it, the show. is it is it naughty? Okay, all right, good. All right. Yeah, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> At least I think I know what he's talking about. Okay. So yeah, there you go. This was fun as usual. Uh, next week will be a show. Following week will be some sort of fun show that won't have us live because I will be gone. I'm officially on vacation next week, but we'll still be in Omaha on Monday. So we'll do the show next week. But then the following Monday, we won't have a, a, like a live show, but the webarize.com will still do something fun. So this was fun. Uh, thanks to, uh, thanks to Will Britton for, uh, for being here as usual, even though he didn't do anything this weekend other than work on his buddy's car and get it ready for racing at the Hobbyplex. Yeah. We still had plenty to talk about. Oh, you bet. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to race on Saturday or if I'm going to come up on Friday or do both. I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. It'll be fun yeah. either way. I'd like to run my four wheel, but I don't know. I want it to be like perfect before I run it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Don't forget this show is always sponsored by pivot lending group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And, uh, what you can do is call them up and you're supposed to ask for Don Zoller, but we think it's really funny if you call them up and ask for Aiden Olson's dad. If you mention our show, they'll hook you up with a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your rate. If you, uh, if you end up going through with a, uh, home loan or refinance or any of the other services, I'm sure they do more than just that, but, uh, but it mostly revolves around mortgages and stuff. So, you know, after looking at, uh, what our house is supposedly worth, maybe <laughs> <laughs> part of me is like, yeah. we should sell now, sell, sell, sell like a stock, but no, we're going to yeah. live there. We're going to live there at least probably 10 more years. So that'd be cool. Then what? Apartment. You're going to live in an apartment. If, as long as Emerson's gone, I don't care what happens to that house. Hmm. I would personally like to move, but this is going to get longer, but I'd personally like to move to like somewhere outside of the city, some sort of small farm type house, right? That has a little bit of land, but it, with the prices of that stuff going crazy right now, that's probably not going to be possible. But in, but in my head, I see myself being that cool grandparent who like has the grandkids over and like, and like hooks them up with stuff that their kids that they never hooked their kids up with so that Emerson would be even more pissed at me that I wouldn't give him a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then I, the grandkids are coming over and I'm like, hey, check out this motorcycle I just bought for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get after it, dude. <laughs> so, and your there dad's going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay, we better go for real this time. All right, for real. Adios. <laughs> yeah, that's a bye. <laughs>